Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. On YouTube. On podcast. On live. This is Rebel Yell from the WFCSN. This is the Rebel Yell Podcast, supported by MK Window Cleaning and Price Jones Electrical. Episode 6 of the 23-24 season of the Rebel Yell Podcast, brought to you by MK Window Cleaning and Price Jones Electrical, our lovely sponsors. Spencer, it's just me and you tonight. It's like the old days, isn't it, mate? Yes, yes, too. Yeah, yeah, Yakko, Yakko, the sort of substitute. He's gone. Pete, Pete's, Pete's warming his voice for commentary against uh he's got to save his voice got to save his voice um action-packed bumper episode coming up here spence we've got aaron racine captain fantastic who's sadly oh, you're tired i'm tired but club club legend club legend, club legend and we've got a good interview of him obviously the usual gaffers john donahue adam hinchelwood um and i think without further ado without further ado we've got a big announcement to make if you haven't been following our social media for the past seven days at least i mean i hope you followed it longer than that because it has been around a little bit longer you've seen some teaser videos and those teaser videos what were they spencer what are they about something very bright very bright very bold very bright vibrant vibrant bright <laughs> vibrant about vibrant yeah. um and maybe something to do with rebel yell merch it's yeah. our it's our fourth drop hopefully by now you would have seen last night thursday we um released our collaboration with Two Faced Twins, local artists and Worthing Food Foundation, our supporter shirt with the peer on their fantastic piece of artwork. Um, it's been fantastic. It's been a, it's been a long process, hasn't it? We've, it really we've, has. we've been on a real journey with with the, with the shirts, but what a journey! It's been good. I mean, I think we those know us. We like a beer on a match day, don't we? You know, we go we go and have a few beers after. And we normally chat chat rubbish and, and just sort of most of it's incomprehensible that's, but that's, 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 you know, that's what happened with our other t-shirts the three that have sold very well really like, I mean 
one thing I think we did, we've done this at the end of the day to raise money for support association. That's when we started the t-shirts. And it is great to see when you see people wearing them on a match day because, you know, something we've done, just a sort of little thought-up idea. But we thought, why not do something a little bit different? Now, anyone knows Spencer, he knows he likes a classic football shirt, doesn't he? He likes a vibrant... He likes his. What, what was the team in Wales that you you saw the first sort of tiny rebel one? What? Roger Stone. Roger Stone. So if you don't know, this is a this is a random reference. But it is. But you. But this is where you got the idea, really, weren't it? About sort of doing viral football shirts. We thought, how can we tie it in with the local community? Worthing. Worthing being a community-led club, community-run club. Um, we thought, two-faced twin. Um, I've got a piece of their artwork at home on the wall, and I said to Spencer, I said, why don't I do that? So. What did I do? I went and downloaded a picture of the internet and put a football shirt blank over it and sent them in an email, probably incomprehensible, saying, fancy a collab? Yeah, yeah. who's, who's these two guys sending me this email at like one o'clock on a, on a Saturday and, night? And two days later, hello. Yes, we'd love to. But it's been a long process, hasn't it? Because we've, you know, we've had to get supplies, we've had to get it at the right price for the fans because we, you know, we don't, we appreciate money's tight. We, we were going to release it before Christmas, but due to our cup runs, it kind of just didn't happen. So we thought, let's do it on that first sort of home game after the new, after the sort of payday, New Year payday. And um, I think it's been received pretty well so far. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we'll get into our recent results and our performances, but... Hopefully bump a crowd on Saturday as well. Yeah, it's, well, if you haven't seen yet, it's £35. Uh, percentage of that does go to Worthing Food Foundation, who are like fantastic local charity that have helped many um, in the local community. Obviously, as you know, those that book WFCSA travel, or if you didn't know, um, the Ticket Pass, which is an ethical ticketing company, ethical ticketing company donates a little bit of the uh, fee towards a charity. We've selected Worthing Food Foundation, so they've been benefiting from our since we've gone onto the Ticket Pass platform, which is great, so we've been supporting them in many yeah, ways. And they've, they've been down here before yeah. previously doing collections. And you'll see them on Saturday when we've got a stand. So if you listen to this before Saturday's game at Dover, please do stop by. Spencer and I with the Two-Faced Twins, you want to meet the artist, Worm Food Foundation will be down there. Um, we accept card. We can accept cash. We prefer if you could pay by card. We've got our sum-up machine and we'll have some stop there. If you're not, if you're listening to this from afar, we have got it available. It will be released on Sunday online, Sunday or Monday, and we can post it to you um, wherever you are in the world. I know we've got some international fans. I think Callum Keeley's family might still be listening. I might want one down in Australia. Might cost a little bit. Probably cost the same price as the shirt. I might take it on one of my work <laughs> trips or something. It might be cheaper. Um, but without further ado, Spencer, I think we should um, speak to Two-Faced Twins, Stella and Gemma, who joined us to discuss the project and the new supporter shirt. The Rebel Yell Podcast. Spencer, we decided to do another T-shirt, haven't we? Something a bit special this time. Yeah. Um, I mean, the third, first three were not too bad, were they? The, uh, the blue one was the unlucky one, I think, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no one talks about blue T-shirts or blue kits anymore, do they? But this one, uh, this has got blue. It's got purple. <laughs> it's got red. We can go on for this one. We're kind of forever. <laughs> anyway, um, Spencer and I um, obviously launched the three T-shirts over the past year and a bit. Um, we wanted to come up for our fourth one, a little bit of a, how would you say? Something a little bit different, didn't we? Um, you're, you're a big fan of viral shirts anyway, Spencer. You like you love the fo- classic football shirts website anyway, don't you? So yeah. you always look. Yeah, love a, love a crazy themed shirt, which then led to an idea over a pint or two of or three. something we, <laughs> yeah. we could do. So these two lovely ladies sitting with us right now, Stella and Gemma from the Two-Faced Twins, local artists. What did you think when two random... Like football supporting fans popped up in your inbox asking to do a shirt. Welcome to the Rebel Yell podcast and welcome to Rebel Yell and Worthing FC Sports Association. And firstly, thank you for allowing us to use your artwork for what I can say is probably one of the best 
looking shirts. I mean, who needs who who needs uh, who needs that Worthing shirt? We, we we need the Rebel Yell shirt and the Tivo Twin shirts. So how did how how did you feel about it when it came in? Just tell us the story from your side. Yeah, so it was a while ago now when we first got the email, but we were definitely really excited as soon as we got that email because one we used to play football when we were kids, um, and so and I sometimes still play as well, so. I have an interest in football as it is. Um, but also, you know, we've, we were born in Worthing. We've always lived in Worthing. So yeah, we, we were really excited to be part of this. And I think we think that the football team is really a really important thing for the Worthing community. And we just love Worthing in general, really. So that's why most of our artwork is of Worthing. Um, yeah. And we just were really excited by the idea of putting our artwork onto football shirts. Like that's something we've always wanted to do anyway. So yeah, it was really exciting for us. Did you see sort of like, as, as Spencer and I said, like, you know, the sort of, there is a sort of culture at the moment of like viral football shirts, sort of a little bit different from the usual mainstream colours. Was that something that you saw because your artwork's so vibrant and vivid? Was that something why you thought it might look good on a football shirt anyway? Yeah, I don't know. We've we've always kind of thought our artwork would, would, would look good on T-shirts in general. But the fact that it could be on a football shirt just excited us so much. I don't know why. Like, it just does. <laughs> and also, like, the bright colours. I think it just lends itself really well to, yeah, to football shirts. I don't know. Do you have anything to say? Yeah, well, from my side, yeah, because um, I, I studied fashion and textiles. So I have a big interest in um, clothing. So um yeah that's been that's one of our goals is to have our own clothing range at some point. So we sort of feel like this was kind of like a first step. Um so yeah that's why that's what got me really excited. Um I'm not necessarily um like a football player um or or much of a football I'm really into football but yeah we loved the idea of turning our artwork into shirts and we we've tried it before. But it was sort of just the image just on the front of the shirt. So when you came up with the idea of doing them as football shirts and the, our, whole, our artwork covering the whole T-shirt, it was just such a great idea. And they've just come out absolutely amazingly. And the colours are just so striking. And they're, they're as bright as our artwork, which is just amazing. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was really important to us. You know, that's why we approached you, because we wanted something colourful, something vibrant. And, you know, that's what your artwork is. It's what you're about. And, you know, we're delighted with Come yeah, we obviously, as we know, we, this process had been going on since what? It was around Easter, wasn't it? I think it was, was it yeah, Easter Monday or was. Bank, bank holiday yeah. weekend around that time, wasn't it? We popped to the shop to meet you girls for the first time. And we've had obviously problems with production. This is the second mm. come because the first one, because one of the things you said to us is that if it's going on a shirt, you want the pop because otherwise it yeah. would do a dis- disservice to your artwork. Mm. So when you first saw them, when I first brought those samples down to the shop, what were your initial reactions? God, yeah, I was the one who, who first saw it. And I was amazed. (laughs) Like, yeah, because I just had no idea how they were going to come out. And because our colours are so vibrant, we never know how, if, if, you know, the printer is going to achieve that. And it did. So, yeah. Yeah, it was really good. What did you think? Yeah, so I I didn't see them until, I think, like a week later. But you were raving about them. Um, 
and yeah, I was just, I was actually really shocked when I first saw them because... Hopefully a good shock. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely good shock, yeah. Like, I, I wasn't expecting them to look so, so good. Like, the colours yeah. just really pop. Hope everyone out there has a good shock as well when they see them in the, yeah, in the yeah. flesh as well on Saturday. So as, um, as someone that studied textiles and um, fashion, do we tick the box for textiles and fashion on this one? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we're just being a case study, yeah. I would say so, yeah. Well, let's, let's just talk a little bit about yourselves anyway. So how did Two Face Twins, obviously we know why the name Two Face Twins, but how did it come about, you know, launching these vibrant artworks? I mean, I first came across it a couple of years ago. As, as you know, I've got one of your fairing prints of um, Bluebird Cafe in our house at home, which was gifted to us. It was amazing. It just looks so good in our living room. So how did how did the journey start then for you girls? Um, so it started about six years ago. Um, we, we've both been sort of artists, but in, as individuals, um, we had never created a piece of artwork together before we started our business. Um, and about, about six years ago, we, we were wanting to start a business together and we were just trying to think of, um, ideas. Um, and then it was Stella that thought of, thought of the idea of becoming twin artists. And just as soon as she said that idea, we thought, yes, like that, this is going to work because we're both really artistic, but we've both got very different skills. So Stella does on each piece of artwork, Stella does the black and white illustration and then I do the colours. So we we put our skills together and it just works really well. Um, and yeah, my colours come from sort of st studying fashion textiles. Um, and yeah, Stella's drawings just really inspire me to... I don't know, yeah. I don't know whether they inspire me for the colours, but they're really sort of satisfying to colour. Mm. Um, and because we live in um, a seaside town, you get sort of the really bright colours from like the seaside. So that's sort of where I get my inspiration from. Yeah, no, fantastic. I mean, we, we've seen, you know, what, what, what prints, top of my head, you got a few of the dome, a couple of different things. I mean, obviously th we had three different colour schemes for this shirt, didn't we? And, yeah. you know... It's amazing, I think, how some, not that they looked bad, but I think some look better than others on print. Like, this is why we chose this one, because we thought it had yeah. the best, you know, the, the sun, was it the sunset one that was the sort of pinkier one that we thought looked mm. good? Yeah, there was a night one. And there was a nighttime one was too dark, we thought, didn't yeah, this, we? But, this is the one yeah. where, it, to us anyway, the colours really popped. Yeah. yeah. And it was, yeah. Yeah. Also, also, with this one, it, obviously, it has the birds on the back. Yeah, that's important. So that was, like, really important to us. I think that's really, really nice. Yeah. So one of the things for Spencer and I was um, we've done the T-shirts in the past. Um, they've just been sort of Worthing FC chants, which is some of the most popular chants. But we thought what we wanted to do is a um, community thing, because one of the big things about this is what we need to announce to everyone, which you've seen on our social media, is this percentage of the shirt sales are going to Worthing Food Foundation. So we've really kept it in the community with local artists, the local football club, so what was it for you girls that you thought, like, you get these collaboration requests, Why? what What made it, you think, actually, yeah, we'll go, we'll do one this time? It was just a really unique idea that we had never been approached with before. Um, and, yeah, it was just, it was the fact that it's in our local community. Um, and Worthing Football Club is such a big part of Worthing, and we've grown up here. Um, yeah, so it was sort of a mixture of, the fact that it was in our community and in our hometown, it was doing something completely different, having our artwork on shirts, which is what we thought about doing before anyway. Um, and yeah, Stella's got like a keen interest in football anyway. So it's just sort of, yeah, there were lots of sort of positive um, things that we really liked about the idea.
Yeah. Yeah. Well, we were delighted when we got when we got. I was like, "Am I reading things here? Like they've actually like they've actually turned around, said, yeah, hang on a second, what's going on here? Yeah, you know, yeah, we like, but no, we. I mean, we we think it's just been a great collaboration. Hopefully, one that we can last for a long time because you know we've got two hundred t-shirts on sale as you know at the moment. They're on sale from Saturday at the Dover game and online afterwards. Um, they cost thirty five pounds. Um, a proceed which goes to Worthing Food Foundation. And I thought Worthing Food Foundation was probably a good. Good, there's a few charities in local area, I think, but I think we've worked with them before in the club, and um, and you girls straight away said, yeah, great idea, and yeah. I think they've been really, really um, sort of, I guess, a bit overwhelmed because I think WFCSA travel, which obviously the coach travel we do, we donate a percentage of the ticket sales from them to Worm Food Foundation, so I think it works really well, doesn't it? Mm. Definitely, yeah. We were really happy when you said yeah. um, about um, that charity, yeah, mm. definitely. So, I think it's time to ask now. If these go well, could we see a second shirt? Uh, I was actually just thinking. Oh, I was just thinking that. (laughs) I was actually going to say, when you said, like, hopefully this could be, like, a future thing. Like, yeah, yeah, maybe we could do do more more shots we would shots. absolutely love yeah, it there's an yeah. exclusive there's an exclusive we always like this <laughs> on the Rebel Young podcast <laughs> Stella and Gemma it's been so good having you on thank you so much for this like uh, getting like as I said allowing us to use your artwork you know it's a fantastic collaboration we think they look fantastic I think the fans are going to love them it's going to be interesting to see the feedback when you have them on display in your yeah. shop as well because the shop's on the seafront where's your shop do you want to tell the listeners like um, so we've got an art gallery and it's um, opposite Steam Gardens so it's it's in a sh- um, a seafront shelter so if you're standing in um, Steen Gardens and look towards the sea, then you'll see our art gallery. It's got a cracking coffee shop next to it. Yeah, it has. Yeah, yeah. Camp coffee I think that's the only reason I wanted to come down and meet you. <laughs> just for the coffee next door. Um, but thank you so much. Um, guys, please do purchase these shirts. You know, it's um, it helps a great charity. You know, we, we've put a lot of, I wouldn't say blood, sweat and tears, but it's been a long process mm. to get to where we are now. And we hope you like it as much as we do. But girls, thank you so much. And uh Look forward to what was it? A fruitful future with the yeah, two faced yeah. twins. Yeah, thanks very much. Oh, for and just say, us. what's your social media account? So, like, um, so we've got um, Instagram, which is two underscore faced underscore twins. Um, we've got a website, which is two faced twins.com, and we're on Facebook as well, which is two faced twins. And to purchase the shirts, it's uh, rebelyell.live or merch.rebelyell.live. Bump into a song Saturday, Saturday. Yeah, the Dover game. Girls, thank you so much. Yeah, Cheers. Thanks. Thank you. The Rebel Yell Podcast. Really good to uh, speak to Two Faced Twins. Um, you know, really nice to hear their story and open up. And, you know, it's great to think that, you know, they do, and I'm sure they do get approached by lots of companies to do collaborations. And the fact they thought it'd be really good to have a football shirt with their design on. And I think, you know, I know it's blowing our own trumpet, but they do look banging, don't <laughs> oh, they? Oh, yeah. They really it's, do. It's, it's unreal that they, you know, they wanted to work with us, work with Worthen yeah. Football Club. Um, you know, I think they, they see you know, what we are within the community, they're, they're really bought into that. They're mm. worthy girls. Um, obviously, we've got the, the charitable part as well. Mm. And it's great to see them, hear them so excited. Yeah, no, it is. It is indeed. Um, Spencer, well, I think great time to sell them because the club's on a high. We're playing Dover at the weekend. As, as anyone, you don't need to be hiding sort of in the back garden knowing the sort of history, the short history of Dover past <laughs> year. I don't want to go into that because it was not a nice scene as we saw at the first home game of our National League campaign last season, National League South. Um, but there is a little bit of history. It is segregated this week, which I'm glad because if those... Um, those uh, fans in exclamation in yeah, apostrophes can't turn up. They're not going to be able to get anywhere near the Worthing fans. But um, it's been a good, since we last recorded, it's been a good month, hasn't it? Just amazing results, amazing performances, 
Pinch has brought in some cracking new signings that have slotted, slotted straight in. It's happy days. And even so, he's our model fantastic. He's our sexy model himself, Danny Cashman. <laughs> He's just he's just on fire at the moment, and, and he Michael is. But he's not the only well. one. Class, class, class is really, just, class. Pardon the pun. Has really, class. really stepped up in class. He, class is class. He really, he, he really has. He's really come into his own as well. And yeah, it's been fantastic. And you know, perhaps uh, we need to get Danny modelling some more shirts because yeah, I think we might sell him just for that. He's just, he's natural model. Do you remember the Abercrombie models that you stand out the side of the shop? I think Danny Cashman <laughs> should be the next Abercrombie He's a natural model. model. Yeah. He, took, he took no encouragement whatsoever to Abercrombie model the show. Abercrombie and Rebel or something like that. And um, uh, he's got himself goal of the month since oh, modelling. fantastic. Yeah, that, that goal of the month. I mean, I still... I, where we stand behind the goal in the shed end, we're at the, I mean, you couldn't see it because there was some guy filming it, wasn't it? I remember he said, I didn't even see that goal. The guy had his camera. Sorry for the guy's phone. Yeah, sorry for the guy's phone. But I just, me and Bigsy were standing there and you could see it just curling to that corner. like, Amazing. And to do it twice over Torquay, who, as we said, literally were nearly in the Football League in the playoff final two seasons ago with former player, goalkeeper, Supreme, who's now at Maidstone, um, scoring that equaliser in injury time. And then they nearly went up to Football League. And now we're down. Uh, you know, it's crazy. And, you know, you saw from the fans' reactions and afterwards, well, they, they their, their fans turned out in big numbers, expecting, a, expecting an easy performance and a win, I think. And... Uh, mm. They went home. They did. A lesson. Yeah. But talking about that part of the world going, going down that way, you had an interesting journey to Truro, didn't you? <laughs> I mean, it's the longest one of the season. So playing at Plymouth Park when they've just literally just changed to yeah. um, Taunton, haven't they? Grand Show of Taunton for the rest of the season. But it was a long old journey, um, but made it, it was, worthwhile. It was, it was one of the classic away well, days. Well, we'll talk about the return journey there. a bit, but when we went 1 0 down already, do you think, oh, for God's sake, literally? Well, like... no, we were, we, were, we were playing really well, to be fair, and them taking the lead was against the run of play. But our man Cashman, again, scored, yeah, yeah. scored just before half time. And then I think that really then swung the game because the, the second half we were, we were unreal on, on a, on a pitch that can only yeah. be described as a plowed field. Yeah. It was, it looked from the highlights, it looked a little bit tractor. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah it literally like, like yeah. a tractor. Bin, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, that, and, and tell us about the coach journey. I mean, there's probably things you can't tell us about. There's the coach a lot. Journey. There's a lot I can't say. But for but those that aren't on there, was, I mean, we're going back to the old days of it was, it was, yeah. So, you know, we had a few players or the coaching staff on the coach and, it was it was a party bus on the way back. It really was. The beer was flowing. There was a few songs on the on the coach PA. Can you repeat any of the songs? Probably not. Somebody, oh, who, somebody did a really good rendition of Robbie Williams' "Angels." I'm now trying to think who it was. He'll come to you. He'll come to you. Ah, uh, Jack, Jack Wadham. Jack Wadham. The Fair guy enough. can actually sing. Wadham. There we go. And I heard Gareth got serenaded. By a couple of <laughs> the management. He did, but yeah. we won't say anymore. We won't talk about that. Um, and then I think a couple of, one of the games I want to touch on, and we'll touch on it because I'm not going to ask Kinch about it, but Slough. Interesting I game. Mean, interesting game. Interesting game. <laughs> I'll say it. I don't know what that line I was on. I don't know what that line was well, on. I, well, I'm, I'm, saying, not, I'm not even sure if it was the linesman. I think it was the referee. Do you know what I think? After watching the highlights, I think the decisions were right. They were offside. But why are you not waving your flag? <laughs> That's what I didn't get. Well, I think it was a case of the referee overruling the linesman. The linesman was happy to let things go. And then the ref was instructing him, I think you need to be putting your good flag old, up. So, old conflab and stuff like that, wasn't it? And it was just, it just seemed... I not think, not seen it before. Not seen, I mean, to have three. So we had two goals disallowed and a red card that was overturned. But it's quite quite a few people were saying, okay, the decision was reversed because obviously it wasn't offside. So it wasn't a red card. But... 
what happens if that player could do bad tackle? If he'd broken Ollie's Ollie's ankles, you can't reverse that. Yeah, but decision. this is a common argument now, isn't it? With yeah. with players who are through offside and but they're not offside until they've played the ball in which time somebody could be out injured. No, exactly. And that's where I think it, it needs a little bit more clarity, this thing, because I think it's um I'm lucky it didn't turn out the wrong way, but we, you know, it was a one-one. But but it was a draw from the jaws of a victory. Yeah, exactly. We could have could have probably taken that and just gutting because we we're down and we could have had that back. But anyway, it is what it is. Averley, good result, good strong result against Averley, three 0 win uh, again. There really, again yeah. yeah, again, really, really good top performance. Great to see the the new lad come in and score. Um, it's great to see um, Fage and Felix down the right yeah. linking up amazingly everything we were doing was down the right because those yeah. two guys were just unreal yeah like since Fives come into the team he seems to have just slotted in really well hasn't he yeah. it's, been, it's been great it really, we say don't we Hinch seems to know how to spot a player he does he does and um, one of the games I enjoyed and I know you enjoyed it for food reasons <laughs> was uh, Tunbridge because I think most we, we see some weird things in non-league don't we like food and drink yeah see these different I mean I'm still going on a barrier about my seaside burger which you just roll your eyes every time come on Fish, chips, mushy peas in a bun. You can't get wrong with that. And it's the, a seaside the, burger. The Hampton and Richmond kebab took some Oh, beer. your kebab at Hampton and Richmond. And they had a pizza stand there, didn't they? Which we had for a bit and it never really worked here. But what was it so good about Tunbridge? Oh, the loaded fries. Loaded fries. Loaded, <laughs> loaded fries. fries. The, the, queue, the queue was huge. Yeah, I think you spent about half an hour in the first half. It's worth the wait. It was amazing. But it set you up nicely to see a 1-0 hard-fought victory. Really hard-fought. A missed fought. penalty right at the end as well. I mean, you thought, really, God, like well, that was, yeah. The thing that balls still in orbit somewhere yeah somewhere it's uh it's one of the new starlink satellites <laughs> isn't it up in space for elon musk or something but um that was just i think it's like it reminds me last season of do you remember farnborough away i think you were at that it was yeah, a tuesday yeah, night yeah. game and that was just such a hard fought yeah one that was right at the end of the season solid, we were yeah still really trying to push to get push. the playoff i think it is well i think without further ado we should speak to adam hinchwood but wait a minute last minute change that's that. not adam hinchwood Gary Elphick's been tagged in because Hinch is feeling a little bit under weather. So I think, first of all, without further ado, welcome to the Red Wheel podcast. You said it wasn't here the first time you were at a club, so yep. new thing for you. But, you know, nice to have you on, mate. Um, welcome. Um, I guess, first of all, how's it been since being back at the club? It's been an eye-opener, to be yeah. fair. I can't believe how much the club's progressed on and off the pitch. Um, yeah, fantastic facilities. Uh, the crowd base is growing. And, um, yeah, just, it's been going from shrimp to shrimp since I've been here. Yeah. Uh, obviously, it's been a little bit up and down during the season. We, well, it felt like that, yeah. but to be second and, uh, you know, looking strong, it's, uh, yeah, it's not been too bad the last few games. Yeah, no, it's been, I just think there's been a couple of key personnel changes. Um, sort of like the goalkeeper, Josh, has come in and has competed with Rocco. Uh, and also, I think, uh, Jack Wadham, who I call Sergio Wadham from Bournemouth. <laughs> um, he's, he's, he's great. Class. He's brilliant. And he's, for me, he's like a unsung hero. The amount of ground he covers, uh, especially in defensive areas, he's really up the back line, and we've kept a few clean sheets because of it. I feel so. It's, it's been good. Well, yeah. I think I think what we said, um, Hinch said in last month's podcast that he wanted to bring um, Jeffries in just to give a bit of competition to Rocco because it was one of those positions that wasn't really challenged. Do you feel by him doing that, it's actually brought the sort of level of goalkeeping and expertise up a bit for, and like been better for the squad in general? Yeah, hundred percent. I think. Uh, me, Inch, and the rest of the staff, we had a discussion about what we could improve on the last campaign. And um, especially when you went into the playoffs, we had the goalkeeper issue. Uh, the squad probably wasn't as strong in depth. Uh, and we said this year round, there can't be any excuses. We have to, if, if we're going to get into these playoffs, we've got to have that depth within the squad. 
And I feel that we've um, we've done that now. Um, and I feel that the dressing room is almost sort of self-policing, whereby if you're not quite at it, there's someone there ready now to take your shoes. And you can just tell, like, even with Cash, Dan Cashman, like, the last month, he's been unbelievable. Oh, no, even no, his no. work rate. He's been a completely different player to the one that come in the building. Um, and all these little signs is, is just coming to the right time. You know, I'm, I'm good. I'm terrible with stats. But, you know, last season, we had something like the second or worst defence in the league. Yeah. Well, I think... To be honest with you, for me, it's been very tough, um, sort of even coaching this defensive structure because the way we play, there is a, a risk and reward element. You know, we like to yeah. sort of play the ball out from the back. But to, to be honest with you, we've addressed that. We're playing with a slightly higher line. The, the space is behind now, behind the ball. They're slightly tighter together. We've done a little bit of work on it and I feel that it's, um, it's paid dividends. So, um, yeah, it's all sort of just trying to better yourself, me bettering myself and helping Adam the best I can and the, and the rest of the staff helping me as well. And it's, it's been brilliant. Yeah, no, I mean, we look at the results this month and I'm not going to lie to you, Gary, like it has been frustrating at times the amount of goals that have been shipped to the back at points of the season. You know, yeah. As we said to Hinch every month, it's been rollercoaster almost sometimes. Mm. So we go and smash one team, wicked result, and then ship for the next game. Yeah. Um, but this month since we last recorded, it's been pretty solid defensively. And, and I think, as Spencer said, I think Jeffrey's coming in has really, you know, he feels, not not giving a disservice to Rocco at all, because Rocco's fantastic, but we feel that he he commands, he's commanded his area really well for someone that's been in a short team. And just the way he organises the defence in front of it, you must have seen quite a, you know, must have been quite impressed with the fact, like, you know, the f- defence over the past sort of month has been really good. Yeah, it's been, so in Josh and Jack, although they're relatively young, it's been like bringing in two men. Um, and that's the thing that's impressed me most, uh, most about them both is that their leadership quality. So, um, they both lead in different ways, but they're both just as effective. And, um, I feel that now we're, we're keeping a, a starting 11 that's been similar the last few weeks, which is out with continuity, uh, which maybe earlier on in the year when the games were coming up thick and fast with injuries we had, we had to chop and change slightly. But I just feel now that I'm coming here on a Saturday, we're going to midweek games and I have, I have a, a bit of confidence about us yeah. and that's, that's been brilliant. And to lose a player like Joe Rye to injury, yeah. but then to have Alfie Young come back as if he's literally yeah. never been away. No, <laughs> well, I've, done a, I've done a preview before Dover game and for me, he could be the sign of the season because he's been an absolute masterstroke because I don't think if, if we didn't have Alfie Young to come on at Tombridge Angels, I don't think we would have won that game. Oh. And now he's, he's in formidable form and once again, dressing room self-police and now Joe Rye's got to do everything he can now to try and dislodge Alfie Young and this is the beauty of competition. You know, the standards are set within and that's, that's, that's been brilliant. There's always going to be footballers that are not happy, you know, because they, every, if you're a footballer, you want to play. Bottom line, you want to play. So there's always going to be people disheartened, but then it pushes them to work harder to say, right, he's got my place. I want to work them there. And that's what I guess you want at the club because yeah. there's been times over the years that there have been positions that haven't been them much competition. And, you know, it's yeah. great to see that from a fan's point of view. Well, I think. Adam's honest and that's, that's a big thing. If you're honest with players, then they can't really say any different. And, um, so saying, uh, don't be bitter, be better. And that's, yeah. that's, that's so true in football. Like there'll be someone now that's probably on the bench or not even in the squad and they might become the hero of the season. And that's yeah. because of their mentality that they want to get back in our team. Um, and as I say, that's, that for me is a successful team. Yeah. I mean, we, we've talked tonight on the pod about, um, the Torquay game, doing a double over Torquay here, a yeah. club on the verge of the football league two years ago. And, you know, as from the management side of things, what, how did that feel? I mean, I know every game, Hinch always says every game's a game. Yeah. It's not like every game's the every same. Every game's yeah. the same, but it must, you must have a little bit of a smile on your face when you've done over Torquay who thought they were going to walk into this league and absolutely dominate and they're yeah. doing almost like the opposite. 
Yeah, it's a little landmark for the club again, I think, yeah. especially for the fans. I think Inch is probably right. Our staff, we just look at it from week to week, especially with how we've been slightly inconsistent uh, earlier on in the season. So but I think as a fan, I think you can really enjoy, like, as I said, like four or five years ago, if someone said that Wergham would do the double over <laughs> Torquay, yeah, you, happen, you think yeah. it'd be cuckoo. Um, so that's, once again, it's another sign of intent from us. Yeah. Um, I know Spencer enjoyed it. Did you enjoy Tura away, especially the coach journey home? That's fantastic. Yeah, uh, Bard's the conditioning coach. Yeah, he's like a drag queen from Blackpool, I think, coming up and down the coach. Uh, That's a thought. I don't feel like so, uh, in my head. Yeah, but, you know, little had high got, heels on he coming up. Dragged in for, uh, got dragged in for a little solo. We serenaded yeah. Gareth and things like that. So, um, but no, look, it's, at the end of the day as well, it's important that we do remember that we are a non-league club and we have that involvement with the fans and the fans' involvement with us. And if we can, you know, all go in the same direction, that's even better. Well, we've got Weymouth again in a couple of weeks. I'm hoping I don't, I'm not missing out this time. I missed out on Truro. So yeah. I'm hoping a good result there. We can maybe get a bit more karaoke going away home because, uh, yeah. they bring back the old days, you know, it's like the days when we were like doing really well and, and we remember, I think our first as fans, one of our first away on the coaches was Brighton Seek. We used to yeah. like get on the, um, drive ourselves and we got on the coach one day and we loved it, didn't we? And it's kind of like just something you don't get anywhere else, do you? Yeah, nah, it's, a, it's a little bus tour on its own, isn't it? Like a magic yeah, tour. Special. So, all good. So, coming up, Dover, um, Weymouth away in Braintree in the next few weeks. Um, I'm sure you want to avenge the Braintree result earlier on in the season, but um, yeah. out of those, Do- Dover's a bit of a tasty tie after what happened last year here. I know when you weren't yeah, here, you yeah. still at Hastings, but, you know, I mean, there must be a little bit of a sort of want to sort of put it right. Yeah, I think the biggest thing for me is is, 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 is setting standards from within and um, we will be competing against complacency. We, you know, they're bottom of the league, they'll be fighting for their lives, but we've got to turn up and it could be our toughest game of the season because they might bank up behind the ball and um, as we know, Nick, sometimes when, when teams sit deep, it can be frustrating for us and we can lose that yeah. little bit of concentration at the back, concede an early goal and things like that. So for me, it'd actually be a massive marker of where we was and where we've come to. So I think we've got to be, you know, really at it from the first minute to the last minute. And yeah, um, yeah. and I think, as I say, that'd be a real good sign for us if we're, we're going in the right direction. We're looking forward to it, aren't we, this month? Yeah, I mean, yeah. just to think, you know, we record this every month, and this time next month, you know, that's when you think there's only a few weeks left of the yeah, season. Business, and business end. It's the yeah. business end, yeah. yeah. So, um, Gary, you, first time on the podcast um, with Rebel Yell, um, and I'm going to put you on the spot here, like you've already not been put enough on the spot by your gaffer tonight. Um, an interesting fact about yourself. I know people know you around yeah. the club, so yeah. just think about something maybe people don't know. Uh Basically, well, my debut for Brighton, I got sent off and my brother come on for me. So that's, a, that's an absolute <laughs> classic. No, I'll never, I'll never live that one down. That's so a, I think that's, that's, a fam, that's a bit of a family. Yeah, my dad didn't know whether to laugh or cry. So yeah. I think that's, um, I think that's my claim to fame. So, you must uh, have a photo of that somewhere. Or like, oh yeah, I've got me walking off and yeah. Tommy coming on doing INE. So, um, yeah. obviously he went on and had the career he had. So, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's as big as it got for me. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Gary, thanks for stepping in the shoes of Hinch and, no, um, you know, good luck for the rest of the month and, uh, good to have you on the podcast. Yeah, good for the month ahead. Great to talk to you guys. Yeah, lovely. Cheers. Thank you. The Rebel Yell Podcast. Why don't we go back to the owner again this month? Because uh, George can't stay away. NBA, well, we George literally NBA. cannot keep it. He, he, he just won't leave us alone. You know, obviously, I was away last week. Vicky messaged me and said, I've got George and not front door knocking. He wants to be on the podcast again. So talk to my agent. But uh, <laughs> George, George is always good. I love having him on the podcast. And, you know, after last month, great, great reception from him being on. We thought, why not ask him about how the season's going so far and if he's starting to dream, if he's starting to dream. But over to you, George. The Rebel Yell Podcast. Well, we did say last month that um, yeah, I had you on for a while. 
And I don't think we, we loved having you on so much, didn't we, Spencer? Yeah, two, we, two on an the MBE, an yeah. MBE. Yeah. Ever since the MBE, can't yeah, get yeah. off. It's got a bit of royalty, haven't we? It's a royalty, it. yeah. Um, another edge, doesn't it, to the pod? It does, doesn't it? Yeah, George, welcome back to the Rebel Yell podcast um, for this edition. Um, we're sitting pretty in second at the moment, aren't we? I mean, what's going on? Yeah, what's know, going on? Really what is he well. doing? He's working miracles. No, I, I think, think the last time we were on, we were kind of win, win one, lose one, yeah. draw one. Now we have gone on a run of what five games unbeaten at the moment, mm. one four drawn one. So yeah, going really well at the moment. Yeah, yeah, it's exciting times around the club overall, isn't it? And you know, how do you see the rest of the season going? I think it's still it's still tight, isn't it? Really tight from second down to about eight. So if anyone in that group manages to string a couple of wins together it all changes again so yeah I just hope that we can keep the momentum going we're on a really good run of form it seems like the front players have sort of clicked I know we've got two new wingers in since then but yeah hopefully they hit the ground running and then we mm. can yeah keep the form going well I mean I thought for me Spencer you probably agree I think Torquay to do a double over Torquay who only two years ago were in the National League playoff finals got up to League 2 and we did them away at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Everyone thought, oh my God, what's going yeah. on here? And we did them, what was it, 4-2 in the end? 4-2. Four four two. Two. Well, it's an absolute schooling oh. as well, both both, both games, yeah. you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Both both games could have been, been bigger. And Rebel Yell's sexiest model, Danny Cashman, with that goal right at the end. It's got the <laughs> yeah. February, yeah. January goal of the oh, month, has oh, it? Yeah. I mean, ben when he got in. But I mean, what, when you sort of, I mean, I guess if you look back, say, when you first took over Worthing, you know, we were like in the Isthmian South East and, you know, t- teams like Torquay, I think, were in the football league. Well, Yeovil uh, were playing in the championship yeah, and stuff like yeah, that. I where, saw a stat like yeah, 10 years he, ago, they were playing Brighton in a in, champ- well, in some league. Yeah. And we were playing, whoever we were playing. But yeah, it seems like the golfers. I mean, what I think is that like, it must be for an owner to come to come across and be like, I'm seeing my team beat Torquay convincingly, not just by one goal, but convincingly. A team that, to be fair to them, a lot of their fans online have said, you know, they thought they were going to school us this season. They were going to walk away with the league yeah. and they haven't. And even when you look at it, really, we're only 10 points behind Yeovil. We've still got to play Yeovil. And as you say, anyone can beat anyone in this league, it yeah, seems. And yeah. Yeovil aren't too far apart. We beat Yeovil, there's seven points. You know, funny things happen. Yeah, what are they now? Nine points of a game in hand or something? Uh, it's 10 points, for, for, I think, a game in yeah, hand. Yeah, so I mean, they are yeah. in a good position. But yeah, you've seen it happen before and I think they lost their last one. They, I think they've drawn a couple recently as well, so you never know. But yeah. going back to the Torquay, that way game in the early part of the season was... Well, I don't think any of, of us were expecting no. that, were they? Like, as, as a fan. And the beauty of that is, like, I remember going to that game and the Torquay fans were like, oh, who are Worthing, who are Worthing? <laughs> and then the repeat game a couple of weeks ago... Everyone's like, we're going to lose today. We're having a brilliant. Well, it's like when it's like, we turned, we turned yeah. up on the coach and the first thing was the stewards. Like, oh, is that it? Yeah. You know, yeah. Oh, one coach. Like, yeah, you're not, you're not kind of league two anymore. We've got no, we're five, not. six coaches That's turning it. up. No, yeah. really, I, think it, I think the whole thing shocked them a bit. Yeah. yeah, it really changed a lot of people's minds. And yeah, and, and the teams we're playing this year, like you talk to people in like friends and stuff and who maybe don't follow Worthing. They ask, well, who are you playing this weekend? And you say someone like Torquay, like, oh, bloody hell, you play Torquay? Yeah, yeah. Like, everyone's surprised at how well Worthing are doing. And, you know, unless they come down and watch. Have you started dreaming yet, though? About what? What do you think? Promotion. No, not yet. <laughs> because not the yet. thing is, I think it's, it's a because, because, yeah, you are the owner, you know, but you're also a fan, whereas it's a different sort of thing because, you speak to Hinch and he'll never say anything like that. He'll be like, no, I'm, I'm next game, next game, game, focus on next yeah. game. Whereas us as fans, when you're sitting pretty in second with, I think four points ahead and you know, yes, we've still got a long way to go, but you do start thinking, hang on a second, in six weeks from now, well, by the time we record the next podcast, it's already March and you know, yeah. there's only a few weeks left and hang on, if we're in the same position then, actually it's dare to dream. Do, do you sometimes find it hard to sort of, 
I do, but I, I can't and pleasure, never get sort of too high like and yeah. too low. I mean, our job as uh, off-the-pitch staff, if you like, our job is to make sure that the club is ready to go up regardless of whether it happens this year or next year or the year after that. So our focus is always make sure the ground's ready and the club's in a position where if we are in a position to take that jump, that we're ready. So that's always our focus. But yeah, as a fan, you're watching the games, you're like, yeah, you just pray that you're in amongst yeah. it come the end of the season. And yeah, what hopefully we are. I mean, I'm, I find it hard to believe with the teams that we've played, I'm not really scared of playing. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Any of the teams, to be honest, so I'd like to think we're in the top seven come the end of the season hopefully the top three yeah all being well and then uh yeah go yeah. for the playoffs again so you mentioned the ground you know we've already seen massive improvements around the ground you know fantastic we're all excited about the new stand going yeah, up the west keep, keep, keep the rain off our heads yeah. it's, quite, it's called um sort of trying to get around the maze as uh woodside road is tonight trying to record this trying to yeah, get to the border do you I've don't even lost. know what way you came in I did know, you like I what's know. going on here but yeah it must be exciting but yeah exciting times off the pitch as well Not yeah i can't wait to, for that stand to be done obviously it was a shame i mean it was the right thing that had to come down it wasn't fit for purpose anymore but yeah it'd be amazing to get that back up there and hopefully add to the atmosphere in the ground you guys can get back behind the goal where you want to be and we want you so yeah, can't wait for it to be done. It's going to look guess, really smart. I guess like what would be good because that's going to be ready at the end of March, saying hopefully yeah, mid March and um, like just in time for TNT Sports cameras to come to Woodside. Oh, right, yeah. I mean that's another thing for you, like to think Worthing FC on paid for television, formerly BT Sports, now TNT Sports, national TV. National TV. It's a, it must be a little bit of a pinch me moment for you in that sort of like, I, and I know you tweeted about it the other day going, you're absolutely buzzing for it as we all are. Yeah. You know, hopefully we sell out Woodside Road that day makes you look an absolute, you know, yeah. it will attract people. Hopefully it will attract more fans because people are like, oh, wow, Worthing's are not too far from here. Well, that's it. Like, We're yeah. hoping that that will, well, firstly, it's amazing. I can't wait for the game to see how Woodside on, on TV, I think will be a spectacle. And you're like, hope, hopefully a lot of people come out for it. It's on the Sunday, so you might get an even bigger crowd because yeah. there'll be Sunday local. less clashes. I think it's international exactly. weekend that weekend yeah. as well. So. Yeah. so hopefully it'll be a really good atmosphere here and really show off what Woodside's all about on the big screen. And yeah, I can't wait. I, I don't think that's ever no. happened before for Worthing. It's no, the first I think in so, history. Yeah. We were hoping it would happen in the FA Cup, but that didn't Yeah, that was happen, always the thing yeah, in but... years gone by. You hope for an FA Cup run and get on the TV. I'm just but... looking forward to, I think USA Spencer as well, I'm looking forward to seeing the players 
probably in their finest garments. They're probably going in their designer outlets right now, yeah, aren't they? Yeah, trying to get fresh them haircuts, like, yeah, fresh yeah. haircuts, walking through the gate and BT, <laughs> yeah. uh, TNT Sports. Um, and a massive pair of headphones. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's that's it. Point and, stuff like that. yeah. <laughs> and their little man bags. Oh, like, the headphones you know, are like, available. You know, like, it's about 15 years of aftershave. Louis Vuitton washback. Yeah, yeah, no, I look forward to it. But no, I mean, that's just a sort of part of the club that's just grown because obviously if we do go up, it's going to be, I mean, we've had National League streaming this season, which is not really too much of a thing. It's just one camera and, you know, it's like that. Pete loves it, obviously, because he gets his voice on National (laughs) streaming service and I've seen his retweets a couple of times, hasn't he? And, uh, but, um, I think Pixie wants to get his flashing glasses as well. Like, you know, have you seen the da- have you seen the uh, glasses we've been wearing? Like, no. oh, you know, Ollie's glasses celebration. Yeah, yeah. So Bigley got um, some light up flashing red glasses. We're still oh, yet cool. to get him on his face, but um, on a streaming service, it was zoomed in and it was Bigsy glasses on. So <laughs> he wants that on the national stage as well yeah, now. We're, try- we're trying to get Ollie to wear them, basically. He's not up for it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. A bit shy. So, um, it's a compliment, though, as well to the club. I mean, they only chose one game in our league to be on in that month and we were chosen so it is a great compliment for for the club to be chosen to be the, the featured game I think that's yeah, it's going to be really cool. Well, I think you know we we said it, we've said it, alluded to it in the podcast the last few months is that Hinch's goal at the end of season last year, obviously, I mean, amazing first season in the National League South to be in the playoff semi final, get through the eliminator. Hinch obviously was gutted. You could tell he he wears his emotion on his chest. You never yeah. you you can you can tell when you don't want to speak to Hinch or you know he's <laughs> like that. But he said, I want to go one better next year. If we don't get promotion, I want to at least finish second or third and avoid that first um, eliminator and yeah. get a home tie because you know. As it stands right now, Worthing will avoid the eliminator. They'll get a home time. If they get to the final, get a home time in the final. Now, that must get the juices flowing as well to think about that. If you're not thinking about it from a sort of fan point of view, from a business point of view, and to see what the crowd would look like on a... We'd surely break attendance records that day as well if it got well, to that. I thought so. I can't remember what the Braintree one was. Now it was over two thousand. Yeah, wasn't it was it? over yeah. two thousand. So that and that was an amazing atmosphere, wasn't it? It was a really nice evening. Remember, it's like yeah. one of those lovely warm sorts. Yeah, of evenings, so it's good it? under the lights. Yeah, yeah. It's all I mean, fun. that's the way to do it. If you're going to get, if you're going to get promoted, the way to, if you can guarantee it through the playoffs, it's the way to do it because all the yeah. emotion and yes, if we could get a home tie as well, that would be that would be amazing, wouldn't it? Yeah. So thoughts just before we wrap up, thoughts for the rest of the season? Do you reckon? We're going to avoid that eliminator. Is that what your goal is now? Do you That's think we could even pip you over to the title? I mean, <laughs> that would be unbelievable. I find it hard Can to think they're that? just going to drop enough points. Unless we win every game, I think. Have they had a bad run yet, though? Cause... Not particularly yeah. bad. They, I mean, they've dropped a few points recently. Mm. It takes a couple of injuries. Yeah. And Ollie Pierce is on fire. Yeah. Can you get him clamped down to a new contract, please? Yes. We cannot lose Ollie oh, Pierce. No, I can't comment. Contract now. He yeah. can't comment. Oh, he can't comment. Yeah, oh, comment. oh, can't comment. There we go. We've got a little bit of another exclusive there, a little tip bit. There we go. But, um, uh, yeah, yeah no, from, from really Rebel Yell and all over Sports Association, all the other fans, please get him contracted down next season. We can't miss that Ollie. Uh, how good has he been? Like, Incredible, isn't it? I, I don't know exactly how many. Is 26 it, now, I think it is. 26, I mean, like, how many games in a row has he scored now? Oh, it's like just, crazy. Yeah, it's like two months in a run. But I think what a few of the fans have said, like, you know, he obviously wasn't playing at the beginning of the season. I think almost Hinch maybe does that to fire him up a bit. Like, you know, because yeah, he thinks he should before, be playing. He's, he's one of them that you need to get fired yeah, up almost every start, game. You have to. He's a slow starter each season. And I think yeah. that's, the, that's the way of getting yeah. fired up. We had a lot of new players, didn't we, over the summer come in. So Hinch was obviously just tweaking things, trying to find the right system that works for all of them. And he seems to have, yeah, come across it now. And yeah. you've seen in the last few months how many goals as a club we've been scoring. But um, him in particular, he's been new, absolutely on New fire. signings slotting straight in as if they've been here forever as well. Yeah the, yeah. yeah, the wingers have obviously both scored on their debut. So that's good for their confidence. I think there's still more they can do, obviously getting used to the system and off the ball stuff and where to be when we've got the ball, but they'll pick that up, I'm yeah, sure, in no time. Well, George, good to have you back on. 
Mr. MBE, we had a date yet? Uh, no, not no. the MBE, no, no. Well, I guess we've um, Charles's uh, recent news and it might be King Yeah, Charles yeah, news. I don't it know. Might who, be. Yeah. Well, it looks like you'll probably have King, um, Prince William then, I guess, if anything. Yeah, be which quite cool. I think you I said, said didn't you? You said I'd quite like him. Prince yeah. William. I feel so like he's a football fan. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah. I'm a bit more of a chat with him, hopefully. Get him to listen to the podcast. Chat take a shirt with me. Chat yeah. yeah. Take one of these shirts. shirts. Yeah, take one of these yeah. shirts. Yeah. Imagine, you imagine him now when like, George Dell gets presented and he's got one of the uh, two-faced twin shirts. I'm yeah. really lucky for that. I'll but, wear yeah. it. Or at least um, Will's one on the back. Oh, Kane Will's a shirt. Get Kane Will's a shirt. <laughs> Give it to him. <laughs> you know, Will's, Will's. Yeah, there we go. But there we go. George, thank you. Cheers, and guys. We'll see you thank soon, you mate. Cheers. Thank you. The Rebel Yell Podcast. And thanks there to George Dow. Always a good interview with George, isn't it, Spencer? We love George. Yeah, we do love George. MBE. MBE, baby daddy. Well, we can say the men have had a good month. The women have had a quite a good month. Six, six, uh, six games in a row winning. But unfortunately, that little blot on their sort of well, paper about the we, Sussex Senior Cup. We, we can say they reached the final. And you're not going to not going to play in the final. They're not play the final, final. But they, they convincingly got to that final, didn't they? Which makes it even more disappointing, doesn't it? Because you you watched that game. You went with Mike and Ange and Jerry, and you really yeah. enjoyed it. And you, yeah. so it was good, on really tough conditions. And, you know, everyone would have been looking forward to a cup final. But it's not to be. It's not, it's to, not be. to be. But from what you've seen of the women's team over the past year, there hasn't been many sort of games at home. I think QPR this Sunday is going to be the first, first yeah, game first since December. December. But you, you must be quite looking forward to seeing the women playing under lights again. But they have been sort of hit by a few injuries, a few changes in the squad. But they're yeah, still, still, still up there. The I think they're third at the moment with uh, about... I think they're five points behind um, uh, MK Dons. And, or is it AFC Wimbledon? MK Dons? No, Wimbledon. Wimbledon. One of those. We yeah, one one club once upon a time, and um, and then Norwich just don't, in don't, front. Don't ever get those confused. With no, Wimbledon don't get cold. Yeah, we'll get I'll get cold off. Or Johnny Jack's still <laughs> playing for them. But um, I think you know again, it's going to be a, it's a strong challenge. John's got a good bunch of players there, and I think they could be well up there. We haven't spoken to him for a couple of months because really after sort of that there wasn't really much to talk about after like they only had like two games I think in December, and you know by the time we recorded. But from what I'm seeing. It could be a very exciting end to the season. Yeah. Obviously, you know, a lot of concentration on the men and how well the men are doing, yeah. but can say exactly the same for the women. Can you imagine a sort of double celebration? I always think of that. It'd be nice. They've done it once, but let's do it again. But without further ado, let's join Don Don John John Donahue. John Donahue for um a little roundup of the past couple of months and uh, his thoughts going forward and some of the new signings. Over to you, Don. Don John. Don John. The Rebel Yell Podcast. Welcome back to the Real Wheel Podcast, John Donoghue. I will press record this time. Um, we haven't had you on for a couple of months. Sorry about that. Um, it's your fault for training at Worthing Leisure Centre, so I blame you. Don't blame me, all right? Is that all right? That's yeah, all right. so... Um, but six wins in a row. Didn't play many games at home in December, if any at all, did you? So right, it must right have right been getting, wasn't it? Yeah. We've just Last been away game. all the time. It must have been nice to be back on the Woodside Road pitch for a bit and to be playing so well after a bit of a gap as well. It will be. So obviously QPR on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, that's quite exciting. Um, but yeah, we have we just been away all the mm-hmm. time. And uh, I'm not actually as old as I look. It's all the journeys up and down the <laughs> motorway. I'm only 25. but um, 21, I thought. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's good. Players have been playing really well and we've coped with quite a few injuries as well. So we've had like top goal scorer out for a while and um, a second old cop top goal scorer out for a while. So yeah, um, so the players have been excellent. Yeah, also one one of the decisions I saw that um, obviously Neves moved on now. Yeah. Um, yeah. What was the reason behind that? Was it just to get more some more game time yeah. and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, she wasn't getting as much game time. Uh, but to be fair, she had quite a few knocks, quite a few injuries. So a lot of the time she was coming back from injury, and we were trying to work with her to get her um, get her on. Um, and I think she just thought 
I'll get some more more game time straight away. Um, so we're really pleased for her that she is doing that because she's a she's a lovely girl, great player as well. She's so great. she interviewed very well on the podcast, didn't yeah. she? She was very full and it's very good. Um, I know Spencer enjoyed it. He went to New Haven away in the cup with Ange and Mike mm. and uh, Jerry, didn't you? And you you had a good yeah, one. Too. Yeah, re- really really good performance. Really tricky conditions. Yes. Sort of. The wind was it was really windy, was something else. Yeah. <laughs> Quite an exposed ground there yeah, at, at yeah. New Haven. Um, then obviously there was the disappointment afterwards of, mm. of, of being being thrown out. Yeah. So um, what, what what's what's happened well, there? I should have known because in most cup competitions there has to be some sort of eligibility. So because we jumped straight into the semi final. We didn't really look that the players that we were playing, some of them hadn't played three games because we were in the semi-final and all of them had been signed for a huge number of months. But unfortunately, the players that we chose to start, they hadn't been getting in our team. So we thought um, to support them, we would play them as starters yeah, in that game yeah. um, to give them a little bit of a bit of a thank you for your, for your sort of... Um, perseverance so we actually you would say actually played some players that would that haven't played a huge amount of games so we had our players who played lots of games on the bench um when we recognized that we uh, contacted the fa the next day and said look we've done this um you can see we haven't done it to try to gain an advantage because the rule really is there to say you get to a semi-final or final, you can't just sign a load of players on so you can loads win of, Loads next. of players who are stuck up on what you'd normally have. Yeah. That's, so we just said, look, can you not please punish our players for our mistake that had actually been committed to us for a number of months, been in the squads but not played a lot of games. Um, so we wanted them to have the opportunity to play. But um, rules are rules. Have you appealed it or can you appeal it? Or like, well, no, we just, point, to, yeah, just accept we just had to say what yep. our stance was it, what was on it. and um, So a bit of a learning curve there because we, we were looking forward. It's a shame because I know the fans are looking forward to a yeah. cup final because yeah. uh, the men's team are out of every cup. <laughs> we're looking forward to yeah. the tune of women on. But now I guess you go full focus on the league. Yeah. Um, are you quite positive that you'll be right up there at the end of the season with the squad? Because we've got a fantastic squad that just seems to be playing really well, scoring yeah. goals. They've really gelled as a team. You've had, like the men's team, you've had players come and go. And, you know, there's always that risk of, like, you know, you know, maybe not gelling or yeah. being as... But from what I know, Spencer's been to a lot more games than I have in the last few months. But it's... um You've said that they've really sort of gelled well, and they really play... There's really a well. team on and off the pitch. And yeah. like you say, the players you've brought in, you know, you, you move the selection around and yeah. whoever's out there, that 11 on the day always performs. Yeah. Well, we got a got a squad that you can rotate around. Um, and the performances have, have been, I suppose, been sustained. So we've been pretty consistent. Um, your answer to your question in terms of will we be up there at the end? I'd like to say yes. Um, we're going for a stage where we have had a few whacks. Um, but we have added a couple more players and I think they're next door getting green screen shots in, at the I moment. Heard, I heard a bit of laughter going on when I went and used, uh, yeah, so they're next door the <laughs> get, getting, getting the shots there. So, um, we'll be able to introduce those this week. But um, yeah, we've had to do that because 
We've probably got about five injuries at the moment, yeah. and you would say they were quite key players. So when you say this week, will it be by tomorrow by the time the podcast comes out? Can you say? Or will um, it be Sunday reveal? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so do you want to maybe go into a bit of detail with them? Um, well, one is called Eleanor Keegan. So okay. she was at uh, Chatham. So we brought her in to have, she wanted to look at us. We had to look at her. So it was good. Their manager suggested that that, that might be the case. So she signed. Um, and then we've got, a player called Kate Oakley, who is a registered player with Lewis. Okay. Um, she was in their first team squad, so professional wow. squad. Um, and she's coming in to, to play for us. So that would probably be a couple of weeks, two to three weeks time. She's just recovering a little bit from an injury. So, so when you push forward a player for us next month, you know, to push forward for exactly. There we go. Exactly. We got, we got, we got professional football. Yeah. Now. But I'm um, happy that it's, bolstered the squad in areas yes. that you need bolstering and you think that's the, the addition of these two players is going to push definitely really, yeah. definitely we don't know how long becky bath's going to be out for um she's got big, um, loss, that. big, loss, big yeah lots of goals um unfortunately she's done something to her back and it keeps flaring up um so it, it's near enough pinned down what it is but it's not a case of you can work through it you've got to let it settle um so how long it takes to settle we don't really know no, I'm just looking outside and seeing the rain pouring down even more, which you must be absolutely buzzing for about to get out there and train it's in that weather. Nice, um next sort of QPR this Sunday, yeah. uh Sports Association Committee meeting um at AGM's happening, so it'll be a bigger crowd down. We're looking forward to coming and seeing you playing afterwards. Yeah. Um great to see a name like QPR playing at Woodside Road. Yeah. Uh, what you what are you expecting from the game? Well, they're just below us in the league, so the one one below us in the league, so they're in fourth. Um they've been scoring quite a few goals. And and obviously, if they're in that position, they're not a, not a bad team. So we went to their place and and we played really well and won. So hopefully, we can keep that performance level up and um, get another successful game. Yeah, well, we're looking forward to it, John. Um, thanks for joining us as per usual. No worries. Um, enjoy that training, wet weather training. Is that what you call it now? Wet weather training. Wet weather training. Yeah, yeah. A bit of cold. There we go. Not warm weather. What training they do at this time of year. Always a pleasure, John. Thank you. Yeah. Nice Cheers, John. You. Thank, Thank you. you. The Rebel Yell podcast. So one of the things that have happened over the past couple of months is Aaron Racine's announced his retirement. I mean, Spencer, we probably, when he first got injured, I think we probably thought the end was nice, sadly, because he has had the same injury before. And when we found out, I mean, I had mixed emotions because, you know, I think when I look back in my time in being a Worthing fan, sitting in Worthing, he's been one of the players that's been so sort of central to the squad I've watched and he was such an important player as our captain he led us to the title and you know the squad the defence he was such important which I think sometimes since he's been injured I mean it's been better of late but I think we've missed him in the back yeah. um, I was gutted because I think you know I'm sure we won't see the last of him but Aaron Racine was such a big yeah. part of the club yeah, he's a big, big part of the club you know, he's part of the furniture you know, you know he's, been, he's been on the journey as you, as you could call it you know players like Aaron and Joel you know they've been they've been with us, mm. seen us seen us through, and you know he's such a big part of the club on it and off the pitch. You know he's yeah. a guy that everyone knows, speaks to. Yeah. Um. You know he's a real 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 character, real real leader for yeah. like for everybody. Um. So it's a big big loss, but hopefully we'll still see him see him around the place, and he's still got a lot to add to working yeah. in the future. I know Jacko was quite a big fan of him. I know he was always saying he Jacko when he first got injured, he said. I reckon that will be the end of his career. You know, he had rumours about it. And I think when you get to that sort of age, you've got a young family. He's, um, 
he's got to think about the future, really, hasn't he? Because you know, I think if if he had the other injury again, it, it came back and he got yeah. injured again. It, I mean, we look what happened to um, Alex Parsons. I mean, I don't think you could get another unlucky footballer. You know, no. t- same injury twice and pretty much beginning of two seasons. Yeah, and, and you know, it's it's one thing what the heart thinks, isn't it? It's another yeah. what the head says. Well, I think it's time to sit down with um, Aaron, Captain Fantastic. I think it was right to give him a good send-off on the podcast. We've had him on before. He's been fantastic. But, you know, good to talk about his career and his highs and lows and, you know, how he's handling this injury and, you know, retirement. So, over to you, Aaron. The Rebel Yell Podcast. Captain Fantastic, Aaron Racine, back on the podcast. I mean, last time we had you on was when we won the title, wasn't it? Yeah, years ago. Yeah, years ago. Well, a couple of years ago. Feels like that long ago, doesn't it? I know, know. I wish we could be meeting in better circumstances because from I think we can say on behalf of the fan base when we heard the news that you were announcing your retirement were gutted and you've been missed already this season. You know, you will be missed in the future. I mean, you've been we've seen you around the club quite a lot since it's happened. But um just tell me like the whole so the whole timeline of it. So when was it you first got the injury? Uh October seventh was the day I got the injury. Um straight away knew it was something serious. So I've done it before, so I thought yeah, this could be it. Um, and then after that, just switched off. Couldn't do anything until we had results from a scan. So next port of call was just trying to get a scan done. Um, got the stat, got the scan. Uh, results got sent back to Sam, the physio at the club. And he rung me and he said, basically, yeah, you've done your ACL again. So my first thought straight away, and that was probably a month after doing it, so sometime mid-November. And then straight away, I thought, ah, oh, that's retirement. Uh, fourth ACL, you don't come back from that. And then... And then once I, it sort of settled in and, and I started thinking about it, I was thinking, oh, I'll be easy now. I've done it three times. Well, it can't be that hard now. Mm. And I thought, oh, it's only a nine-month recovery. I could do that. Back playing by Christmas next year um, and all that stuff. And then when I saw the consultant, he just basically said he he wasn't quite equipped to do the job because it was quite complicated. And he sent me to a specialist in Hove. And that's when it was like it became real mm. after I saw him. He said, you know, it's two operations. It's going to be about 15, 16 month recovery, all this stuff. And then, and then that moment again, I thought, oh, that's it. It's done now. And then from, from looking back on my first reaction, I was like, no, let it sink in for, you know, a couple of, couple of weeks and we'll see how we evaluate it after that. And then, uh, just everything just didn't, it didn't really quite make sense. I mean, the first thing, those that have had an ACO injury and or reconstruction and come back from surgery is so, it's so, um, it's mentally tough, but physically as well. You need to dedicate so much time. If you want to come back fit, come back fitter, come back playing well, and then come back obviously trying to stop it from happening again, it takes it takes so much out of you. And I remember doing it for my last the last three times, and I was doing rehab every day from like nine till four straight away after the operation. And in the situation I'm in now, I'm working full time, got two young children. Honestly, you have no time to do any of the rehab or, yeah, or to do it properly. As a part-time player, it's just not the hours in the day, is it? No, it's not. It's not. I, it just, it just didn't end up. And that was, that was one of the things I'm thinking, well, if I come, if I, if I do do it and try and come back playing, it's going to be a half-hearted attempt at rehab. Mm. That doesn't really tick a box. Um, and then, you know, I'll be 34 by the time I come back. So I'll miss next season, be back for the season after. Realistically, how long will I play after that? Fourth ACL, three on, third in the same leg so there's even a higher chance of it going again but then on top of that the type of sort of they put a graft in your knee to sort of make make it better basically and the type of graft they wanted to use was scientifically or the sorry latest research it was the weakest graft that's the sort of graft I had to had had mm. to have in my knee so again coming back at 34 
when the knee's at its weakest anyway. I was like, oh, there's no point. And it, it would actually break me if I'd done it again at that age. I mean, I think what we've seen is like, we, when it happened, I think fan base, we kind of thought, you know, the age and everything, is he, are we going to see him in a worthy shirt again? Um, just for, you know, just for, for the interest point of view, like mentally, you've obviously got a lovely young family, you know, you, you're happy, you've got lovely two young, healthy kids and everything like that. But from a mental point of view, has it been tough? Like, you know, just sitting there, like, you know, thinking on a Saturday. What, the retirement? Well, yeah, I guess, like, and realising you might not play. Yeah, like, when, after I had the second second consultation, I was like, well, there's no rush now, sort of thing. I'm waiting on to hear if I can get some funding for the PFA. So I was like, I'm not making a decision now, sort of part the bus on it. And then when I finally come to, to accept that I was retiring, I remember telling Hinch on Boxing Day, and then um, I told you as well, I after the game, didn't I? I told George after after the game as well. And that's when it was real. And then before the game, when I was watching it, for whatever reason, I don't know why, I was so much more emotionally engaged with the, with the, with the football. So I was getting annoyed because, you know, we were doing things wrong on the pitch or whatever, <laughs> or we nearly conceded the goal and then... <laughs> things don't change. No, and then but when we scored a goal, I was like uh, just weirdly even happier than what I normally am and, and, and those sort of things. And emotionally, I was all over the place. And then I spoke to Hinge and George after and just said, that that's it, that's me done sort of thing. And then ever since coming back to the games, it was the same, like emotional rollercoaster. I couldn't like sit still in my seat. I was so like itching to get there. And I wasn't really experiencing that beforehand because I don't think I actually really convinced myself I was retiring I always thought oh, I might come back but once I actually said it out loud to them it was like yeah this is tough and then when it got announced retirement wise it's just yeah even even watching it now it's just, it's just a, a whole different um, a whole different load of emotions again mm-hmm. like I'm just itching to get out there but even in any capacity now I just want to go and coach I want to do something to do with football um, so it's tough but I've got a silver lining where I'm just so busy, like we're again with work and kids. Mm. I haven't got time to think about it in a week. Like, mm. I'm just, I'm just so just uh, doing things. I'm, I'm occupied, which is, I suppose, is a good distraction. Mm. But again, when I come to the to the home games here, it just all just sort of comes rushing yeah, back a little bit, which is tough. Hard, yeah. yeah, it's like a realization that you're not out there. Yeah, yeah, you're with us on the yeah, side. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah, it is. It's tough, but it's just. It's always going to come to an end, isn't it? It's just a bit gutting how it comes. Well, if, if you're not getting involved in coaches, there's always space behind a goal for you. I'm sure you could sing a song or two, couldn't you? I could see you uh, leading yeah. a couple of songs, yeah. <laughs> Can you bang a drum? <laughs> Tell you what, me and well, Mrs. Till, she, we come to the game the other day, she actually wanted to come into the uh, fan okay, zone well, behind, behind sat- the uh, goal. Saturday? I'm here Saturday, yeah. Bring her along. All right, okay. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Listen up. Yeah, Aaron's <laughs> going to be behind the goal on Saturday, guys and girls. Um, so, I guess... Before we move on to what's next for Aaron Racine, um, career highlights. I mean, I think you know, we all know what the Worthing one will be. But, you know, over the years, what, what's been your proudest moments? Um, I think a proud moment was playing at Wembley and then being captain and walking the team out. That was, I think, a proud moment. That was Forest Green Rovers. That was yeah. Forest Green Rovers, yeah. But I think because we lost in that final, it was always overshadowed. So it's one that I look back on, but I don't really look back on in terms of like happy memories. But I look back on as in, yeah, it's quite cool. I went, I was at Wembley. Well, it's an achievement. It's not, you know, it's obviously there's always got to be one loser in a playoff final and there's going to be half of that stadium and, you know, the players and stuff are going to be gutted and devastated. But to lead your team out through that tunnel, the home of English football, yeah, that must, that must be, even think about it now, probably gives you goosebumps. Yeah, yeah, no, it does, honestly. And it's like, but I think the word, best way to describe it is like a proud moment. Yeah. But then when we won the league here, like you can't, you can't, 
replicate that feeling of winning the trophy, no matter what level. If, if you're passionate about about the sport you're playing and then the club that you're playing at, you can't. It doesn't matter if we were, you know, Sunday League or if we were in the Prem. I think I can't speak for you from the Prem, but I can only imagine. Like honestly, I, I I never thought I've never won anything before that. And when, when we did win it, I think the whole COVID situation made it a little bit sweeter, wouldn't it? But yeah. well, it's why you're in the game, isn't it? To win. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. If you don't win, if you don't want to win, then why are you doing it? Yeah, yeah. And it's generally like addictive as well. Like that, honestly, I, I can't go with the, the feeling when we won it. It was like, yeah, you want some more of this now. Just a bit gutting that that come later in my career. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I think that we could probably say that that group of lads that sort of stuck together throughout COVID and finally got us over the line. Would that be? Would you press to say that probably one of the best group of lads you played with in your career? Yeah, I think um, early on when I was at Forest Green, we had a really good bunch, and we we were always competing at the top in terms of like team morale and, and um, like the cohesion in the squad it was, it was brilliant but yeah th- that that was something special as well mm. and I think that definitely helped get us over the line mm. 100% yeah no it was good and I always remember Jasper and Ollie's goals that day you know and uh, up at Bowers that was just yeah, the yeah. moment running on the pit and I think for us as fans the celebrations afterwards was something you'd never get at any other can club we, can like, coming back here in, yeah. in, in the club house afterwards yeah. Yeah. drinking yeah. out the trophy and stuff yeah, and we yeah. it on the, the game when we um, played Brighton C but their memories and I guess it's to go say do you think we can go a little bit further this season what do you see happening this season 100% I think I think we've now at this very moment we've picked up some unbelievable form yeah. like some of the best football I think we've, I've ever seen yeah um, and it, it's almost like it might have come a bit too late in terms of Yeovil and how far ahead they are but there's still plenty of time if we we've still ca- got to play them yeah exactly and if we if we can um, carry on what we're doing now um, there's 100% no reason why we can't put a bit of pressure on them and then take it right to the final few games of the season but yeah, this is it they've, they've, they've not had any pressure all season no. starts to get a bit of pressure might tell we yeah. breathing down the necks yeah. yeah but then I think as well put, it'll put us again it's, it's obviously easy to say now but if we have if we carry on the form it'll put us in such good stead for the playoff mm. playoffs I remember last year we wasn't in the best of forms going into it we were doing okay we were a little bit hit and miss um, and it just didn't really work on that day I remember no. feeling on that day as well it didn't it just didn't feel like we were at it. Yeah, Oxford was um, disappointing. It was because we played so well against Braintree in the like semi final. Yeah, yeah. Kind of was like it was. Um, yeah, it was a strange day. Something just wasn't right on that day. Yeah, something clicked. And uh, even from a fan's point of view, the way they put us on that corner, and it was like all level sort of. You, you you couldn't really see over like there were so many fans. It yeah. was like it's kind of we definitely felt. That's why I think Hinch has said we need to make sure we're going to be the home team. Like you know, second or third. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. Be the home team. Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll take anyone here, won't we? Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. So what's next for you? Um, I mean, I'd like to see you in Worthing coaching. I mean, I'm sure that's on your mind, isn't it? Yeah, I think my my first. Um, reaction was to do coaching but they the coaching in terms of oh, I say coaching sorry the, the sort of the, the kids and the youth teams here I wanted to get involved with them but they train on certain days where I can't make it um, but like I said I'm itching to get back it's just whether it fits sort of thing now could I put this tip in your head um, Adam Hinch would move on <laughs> which will probably I mean we won't want it to happen but it could happen could we see uh, Mr. Racine as a uh, head coach slash manager of Worthing Football Club one day not anytime soon one day maybe yeah. one day maybe I'd like to that'd like be full s- circle wouldn't it that'd be really cool that would be good yeah, yeah. like I'd, I'd, 
never say never to anything. I don't know whether I want to just coach or whether I want to go into management or not. I um, see you as a manager. You know, they say some players, like, you never could expect them. Like, I was listening to Peter Crouch's podcast and they were saying, like, you know, some players, like, I think it was Mark Hughes, they never expected him going to football management. He's done well. You know, he was the one that was first away, for last in training, first out. Yeah, yeah. But then he's made a really good manager. But, like, you you can see yourself as a leader on the pitch. Yeah. I can see you definitely. Yeah, I don't know. I've done a small, a, um, a small stint doing the 18s for a little bit mm. when I picked up an injury yeah. a few years ago. But yeah, I, I don't know. I suppose I have to go out there and, and try, experience it, and then see see how I feel. But I definitely wouldn't rule it out. But I wouldn't say anything anytime soon in terms of no, management at this days. level. Yeah, no, 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 I started doing some youth strength training for, well, obviously kids. Um, and I don't have about three years at a friend's gym of my gym, uh, sorry, at a gym of a friends of mine. And, um, I had to jack it in because I was going into teaching full time. Mm-hmm. But now it just sort of makes sense to sort of just feel my sort of a little bit of spare time, a little bit of passion again. Cause I am passionate about it all throughout my career. I've been, um, invested in sort of strength, conditioning, health and wellbeing, nutrition, all that stuff. Um, and when I was doing it before, I generally really enjoyed it, but I had to let it go for obviously obvious reasons. Um, but now I've got a bit of time. I've got a gym at my disposal where I work. So I'm thinking I could just sort of start it again. And again, just try and just help the younger generation. First of all, understand the importance of it already. I think it's quite, I think it's, um, the hardest part about nutrition, strength and conditioning, general health and wellbeing. And not just for like athletes, because I want to work with athletes, but just general people. I think educating them on why you do things and when etc is, is really important i think if you understand it you're more likely to stick at it um so i'm trying to yeah do that well good luck for it um thank you it's sort of goodbye in one respect but hello in another respect and see you behind the goal on saturday yeah, yeah. <laughs> Aaron, aaron's always around and i hope your missus is like leading the chance as well and then if she's oh, the one that wants to be there don't or is that when you'll run away and go to the bar yeah actually yeah you can do that now yeah, don't turn exactly, into little dean cox, <laughs> dean, dean cox when he retired he was at the bar like, yeah, straight away, yeah, that, yeah um but yeah good luck and um we'll see you around the club but you know um thanks for all the yeah, memories as yeah you know the memories i think we speak on behalf of the web fan base you've been a key part of that squad that's brought so much joy to the town and the football club so thank you for that and the memories and um hall of fame surely if there was a word in hall, hall of fame, fame. there we go <laughs> Jesus Actually, that's a good idea isn't it yeah there we go thank you aaron <laughs> no worries thank you mate thank you. the rebel yell podcast so do you think manager Worthing fc aaron racine because you know as much i'm sure it went hand for a long time but adam hinchwood yeah. as much as we love him he's not i mean you could he could be the next alex ferguson <laughs> he could be taking <laughs> us through the league but if if he was snapped up and he went away i could see someone like aaron seems yeah. to me to has got the right persona to never never say never never say never i think he quite liked it when sort of he saw his yeah eye, a little glint in his eye when it was mentioned yeah, i think he, he had that little imagination of sitting in the dugout barking all his buddy at his side yeah. and coxie on the other side yeah, or something big, like that big old coat of his initials on yeah, I can imagine it. A trench coat, would you say? Trench coat for Aaron? Or would he be one of the fashionable he's managers? Like cool wearing, or would he wear like fashionable? Like would he be a bit I'd like... I'd a bit more like a ten hog with, slim his, fit with, suit? His, with his turtleneck. I'd say slim... Oh yeah, turtleneck, turtleneck, flat cap, slim fit suit. Or is he a Sam Allardyce <laughs> sort of thing? I don't think he's an Allardyce, yeah. I don't think he's an Allardyce pint of wine kind Never really thought about that. Manager. Let's think about that. Talking about players. Let's say players are going to management from Worthing. Ollie Pierce. What would he be sort of dressed as? Cool, casual, wearing his Chelsea tracksuit yeah. that he always wears. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm imagining some kind of no socks 
first thing for something for some yeah. reason. Probably sort of smart shoes, no socks kind of look. Danny Cashman. Whatever he likes. He'll just like style icon, wouldn't he? Be like, you know. <laughs> Whatever he wears, he could wear a bin bag. Wear a bin like bag, that. it'll look cool. Yeah, Versace coat. I'm trying to think. Uh, Joel Colbran. Yeah, I think it'd be tracksuit. Be... I think it'd be a tracksuit type of guy. Yeah. Training tracksuit. It'd, be, it'd be, be a nicely cut. Nicely cut. Um, represent or something like that as a sponsor <laughs> that, that brand that they all wear um, well we know Marvin Armstrong it'd just be grafter all over wouldn't it grafter yeah. um, don't see much of that these days no but Spencer I was going to ask you Churo Spencer Services we haven't done it for a couple of months was there a Spencer Services moment <laughs> oh, wow it's actually making a return well I told you it's not a one off <laughs> I made a graphic for it I've got to keep Spencer Services up somehow well, well the return trip was just Tesco's for crates so yeah. that's, that's that no toilets use there no, no, no. The way there was uh, Solstice Services by Stonehenge. Quite a selection there. In fact, it's more of an outlets. McDonald's, Greg's. What, did you, what did you partake prep, in? Was whatever it a, takes you fancy. Was it Greg's breakfast? Well? It was a McDonald's breakfast. Oh, you didn't have Greg's? McDonald's oh. breakfast. What was it when we were at Greg's at Alfreton? Yeah, disappointing that was. Oh yeah, we waited for Asian. It was like lukewarm, wasn't it? We were yeah. like waiting for it, but it was the cheapest single service station. You go to McDonald's um, and a little burger. Co- we're becoming like, quite familiar with um, Solstice services because yeah. it seems to be working coaches' uh, pit stop of choice on the way down west. I think we'll have a bit more interest in um, next month's podcast. We've got Weymouth away, haven't we? And that'll be a, a long, long sort of away trip. Well, it'll be Southampton services, probably Rowan's. Don't know. We'll see. No. The suspense, eh? Yeah, I mean, this is award-winning podcast work here, isn't it? it? Is, isn't it? Bloody hell. <laughs> anyway, anyway, anyway. Can you believe we were actually nominated for an award once? <laughs> God, those were the days. That's before we actually got into it, really. Even God, if we did it, but then what we do now? Um, but no, um, Aaron, good luck to the future, because I'm, yeah, we'll see him around. I mean, he wants to come behind the goal. Might see him on Saturday behind the Love goal. Love it. Behind the goal. Get um, him on the drum. But yeah, I think that's about it for this uh, this month's edition of the Rebel Yell podcast. It's been an uh, action-packed month. I mean, I'm absolutely buzzing to see these shirts finally launch. And to be honest, my wife's buzzing as well. She just gets them out of the bloom front hallway <laughs> under the stairs. We can have some space. So please yeah, buy them. Yeah, till back to two turns if, if, if you Actually, if you feel sympathy for my wife, just buy a shirt. That's what I'm saying. Forget Worm and Food Foundation. Forget Two Vases and forget Worm and Support Association. Just get out of James's wife's hallway. Then that's, that could be a new campaign. Get out of Vicky's hallway. That's the slogan. Yeah, out of Got Vicky's hallway. Got to be careful. Hashtag. Um, but yeah, please do um, purchase those. It supports a great cause in um, Worthing Food Foundation. We've done 8% percentage, and you know, it's just a local community shirt. Feel good factor. And thanks to Danielle Rowe and Danny Cashman for modeling it for us because they, they look good. I mean, you can't get better. Yeah, yeah taking you? time yeah. out. Take time out. Oh, yeah, well, that's it. Well, that, then, then, Daniel wasn't even meant to be here. She was meant to be at Worthing Leisure Centre. So she came <laughs> down. So thank you, guys. I appreciate that. Um, looking forward to matches coming up. Um, Dover, which is this weekend. We're selling the shirt, obviously. I'm going to look forward to that and hopefully get a bit of a, you know, friendly revenge on sort of what they did last time they were here. Um, I'm really looking forward to Weymouth. Yeah, away. Weymouth's a good away day. I haven't been to Weymouth. Um, but I know manager Bobby down there. Is, um, that was... Um, that, that would be a good away day, I think. I like yeah, going down that way. Yeah. The last sort of journey down there, I think, the season towards the West Country, isn't it? Yeovil. Oh, yeah, Yeovil. Not this season or something could, like that. Could be Total yeah. Decider. And let's, um, let's, let's try and avenge the Braintree. Braintree uh, yeah. 4-0 defeat. Well, when, uh, tried to wipe that from my memory. Oh, it's yeah. not a nice one, that was it. That was horrible. Um, but, you know, the way the team are playing at the moment, I fully expect to be... Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll get a revenge know. on them, no problem. And I think, you know, we're sitting second at the moment, four points clear. We're 
Thanks again for tuning into this podcast. Uh, do follow us on Worthing FCSA at Rebel Yell, WFCSA and RebelYell.live. Pete on a match day. Thanks to our sponsors, MK Window Cleaning and Price Jones Electrical, as per usual. And buy the shirt, please. Buy the shirt. I hope you like it and uh, we've, we've enjoyed it. But myself, James. Me, Spence. We'll see you around and thank you and up the Rebels. The Rebel Yell Podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.